Good morning, I'm Andrea Ficara, and this is the Word in 7 Minutes for Tuesday, October 18th, 2016. All British bank accounts belonging to the television network Russia Today have been closed. The broadcaster's editorial leaders said the decision seems to have all the characteristics of a sanction by the British government. UK Prime Minister Theresa May's office has denied any involvement. The choice seems to have been taken by the Institute of Credit, NatWest. Later, the network released a letter from the bank, telling that it would stop serving RT on December and inviting the broadcaster to take its business elsewhere. The decision seems it was no subject to appeal. Russia Today press office stated that this decision is incomprehensible and without warning. It is, however, not a odds with the countless measures that have been undertaken in the UK and Europe over the last few years to ostracize, shut down or downright impede the work of RT. However, Russia UK Today will continue its operation uninterrupted. RT's editor-in-chief, Margarita Simonian, told the RBK business news site that she had no idea of the reason for the closure, but she suggested, hypothetically, that this may have something to do with the new British and American sanctions against Russia, which may be announced soon. While Sergei Zelezniak, member of the Russian Parliament Foreign Affairs Committee, said he will demand explanations from the British authorities for this situation and he will help RT staff to protect their rights. One year ago occurred something similar, when the British branch of the Spanish bank BBVA blocked a transaction to RT due to European sanction against a non-related media chief. On social media, opinions are conflicting. There are those who are against RT, defining its freedom of speech ridiculous, others describe the closing of its account as the end of free speech in UK. This last incident seems destined to exacerbate the already problematic relations between Moscow and London-Washington axis. A genuine diplomatic escalation that was staged in recent days. First, the news of Russian missiles pointed towards Europe and the rationalization of bread in the city of St. Petersburg. Then, the US intelligence accusations against the alleged interference of Russian hackers in the US election campaign, without taking into account the continuing tensions related to the Syrian war, with the US and Britain that in recent hours have returned to envisage sanctions against Assad's allies, among which figure Russia. At the same time, Wikileaks announced that it has activated the appropriate contingency plans after Julian Assange's internet link has been intentionally severed by a state party. We can confirm Ecuador cut off Assange's internet access Saturday at 5 p.m., shortly after publication of Clinton's Goldman Sachs speeches, said in a statement the international no-profit organization. Whether it's an accident or an intentional act, it's clear that Assange is in the crosshair of the United States, due to the recent controversy over the leaks campaign against Hillary Clinton. The release of confidential information by Wikileaks has caused some strain in relation between Ecuador and the United States, including the expulsion of diplomats in 2011. President of the Republic of Ecuador, Rafael Correa, has long begged Assange's right to free speech, 
but he is also a great supporter of Hillary Clinton. So it's not clear yet if what's happened is in some way linked to the DNC hack or to the release of John Podesta's emails. Changing the topic, the Austrian government has decided that the house where Adolf Hitler was born in Brno will be demolished and replaced by a new building. In this way, Vienna intends to delete all ties with the dictator, also in view of the fact that the area has occasionally been a place of pilgrimage for neo-Nazis. Interior Minister Wolfgang Sobotka said that an architectural remodeling is necessary to eliminate any association with Hitler. This is one of the last remaining steps to delete any reference to the dictator, the tombstone of Hitler's parents, Another pilgrimage site for neo-Nazis was removed last year, while the underground bunker in Berlin, where the dictator committed suicide, was demolished in the 80s, and in its place were built apartments. Paradoxically, the destruction of the house of Brano was decided when, it is in bookstores from a few months, a new edition of Mein Kampf, two large volumes containing the text of Hitler, a long introduction, a bibliography, biographical notes, and even an iconographic documentation on place inhabited by the dictator when the work was written. Meanwhile, in Germany, fear spreads after the explosion at two BASF German chemical complex, about 20 miles of each other. There seems to be no link between the two incidents, while the terrorism hypothesis was immediately ruled out from the German police. The most serious explosion involved a facility of the German group in Ludwigshafen, in southwestern Germany, where it operates oil and gas, and caused two deaths and several injuries. Due to the long column of smoke raised from the chemical plant, the company has asked the neighboring population in Ludwigshafen to avoid open spaces and leave door and windows closed. The second incident occurred in Lampertheim, in another BASF plant that produced additives for plastic materials, apparently due to the explosion of a filter. The German manufacturer released a statement saying that another 20 facilities are either stopped or only partially working, while German prosecutors plan to carry out an investigation into the explosions. That's all for today. Subscribe or follow the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud or Twitter and visit the website at thewordin7minutes.com. As always, thanks for listening.